You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Pet Pulse News is brought to you by Petco.com. Petco is a leading specialty retailer of premium pet food supplies and services, offering more than 10,000 high-quality pet-related products. Enter the code PULSE10, P-U-L-S-E, the number 10, and get 10% off any order. No minimum at Petco.com. This is Pet Pulse News from Zoo2.com. Z-O-O-T-O-O, the leader in pet news and information. And now, here are the top stories. Renowned canine behaviorist Cesar Milan, who is commonly known as the Dog Whisperer, launched his new line of dog water and vitamins at the Global Pet Expo in San Diego, California. Pet Pulse was there to get the exclusive interview. Hi, I'm here with the Dog Whisperer, Cesar Milan. Cesar, what brings you to Pet Expo today? We're launching our own brand, Dog Whisper brand, and today we have our water, uh, fortified water that we have here, and now it's all organic, which is you know something that I stand for. And uh, what I practice is very organic. Exercise, discipline, affection is organic to me. It represents what dogs do in a natural habitat. And so, if we combine exercise, discipline, affection with the food or with the physical part of it, which is you know food, water, and uh, supplements, that's only going to intensify the balance that we are going to create. What's Junior's favorite product? Well, Junior right now is on the organic dog food. Definitely, all the dogs are drinking the water. And so everybody's loving it. Everybody's very healthy. As you see, the, the coat is very shiny and his, his weight is very good. And so it's, everything is very balanced, which is something that I stand for. You also launched an organization with your wife yeah. that funds rescues and rehabilitation mm-hmm. programs. Tell me a little bit about that. I always say, you know, the, the dogs that I rescue, those are the dogs that maintain the karma going. The dogs that, uh, you know, people are uh, pay me for rehabilitation. Those are the, they want to keep the business going. So I love to keep both, you know, the business part of it and the karma part of it. So to me, animal shelters and rescue organizations uh, represents a lot for my karma for you know if you do good good things happens to you so if you take care of the world the world will take care of you and when you're taking care of animals it's a must the good energy will come right to you so the energy is determining whether you are a good match with your dog well yes plus are you going to be a leader or a follower so if you're going to be a follower you're going to have problems you know because your dog is going to lead you so and then you're going to be in situations where you can't control your dog's behavior because you automatically as energy you can be the pack leader you know, the highest level energy is the pack leader. That's why, you know, understanding the organic point of view or the more instinctual point of view is extremely important. It's common sense. So if we combine common sense with great food and great products, I think we will have great balanced dogs, which also is good for you to live with somebody who's balanced. I was here with the dog whisperer, Cesar Milan, and I'm Annabella Oswick. For more information on Cesar's products, go to CesarMilanInc.com. And if you'd like to comment on this story, go to the news section of Zootoo.com. Share your story ideas by emailing or calling us. Celebrity photographer Jimmy Celeste couldn't imagine why anyone would want to live with an animal. That was 20 years ago. Today, the New Yorker says now he can't imagine life without dogs. Petbulls reporter Ji Young Min has the story. His personal portfolio reads like a who's who of A-listers in Hollywood. That's a good look. What? I'll do Mark Jacobs, of course I will. 20 years ago, Jimmy Celeste rejected the idea of having a pet. I never knew what they were about. I never knew why people had them. People would say, oh, I got a dog, my dog died. I never knew how you could connect with an animal like this. 
But as his roommate got ready to take her dog to the ASPCA, Celeste remembers a sad look in the dog's eyes and sympathy washed over him. And I'd come home and she'd just be barking and barking first thing in the morning, waking up, and I hated this dog. And then the first time I picked up the leash and I saw the joy in her face of going out, I was immediately hooked and she became my dog from that moment on. Celeste learned that owning a pet comes with responsibility. So all of a sudden, one night I got an ultimatum, and then we got to move out tomorrow. And I had no idea what I was going to do, but I knew me and Wilma are staying together if I had to sleep in the park every night. Then Wilma passed away due to natural causes in 1998. He says he couldn't imagine his life without a dog. Within hours of burying Wilma, he found Lacey. And lo and behold, there's a picture, and Lacey looked just like Wilma. So nine years and many photo shoots later, Jimmy and Lacey are inseparable. What do you want to do? I love you. Go do something else. Often referring to Lacey as a natural-born comedian, Celeste says she gives him lots of ideas for his own stand-up comedy routines. Celeste is a stand-up comedian at night, performing at places like Caroline's in the city. In 2007, Celeste and other comedians organized an event at the Comics Club in New York City to benefit the Humane Society and Mighty Mutts of New York City, where he adopted Lacey from. Sit, stay, and stand up. This is a name which Jimmy trademarked about a year ago. His hopes are to hold an annual fundraiser with all the proceeds benefiting the Humane Society and Mighty Mutts. It's Jimmy's hope. More people will eventually get to know about no-kill shelters like the Humane Society and Mighty Mutts, which help dozens of strays throughout New York and the surrounding areas. They don't have all the money that, like, let's say, ASPCA and... Animal Haven, they don't have... And his two dogs have taught him a lot. Celeste says he wouldn't trade in either experience. I see why people have them. I see why people feed them and buy them clothes and buy them toys and pamper them because they're the most important things in the world. Come here. For Pet Pulse on Zoo2 TV, I'm Ji Young Min. For more on Mighty Mutts or the Humane Society of New York, you can follow the links posted in the text version of this story. And tell us what you think below. Share your favorite pet videos at the Zoo2 TV tab. You can send us your story ideas at news at zoo2.com or by calling us at 877-777-4204. From acupuncture to chiropractics, alternative medicine is quickly gaining popularity in the U.S. and abroad. The trend has trickled down into the pet world, too. Zoo2 reporter Serena Brainy brings us the story. When it comes to holistic medicine, Dr. Barbara Royal has hit the needle on the head. So I do a lot of acupuncture for typical musculoskeletal problems. It's extremely effective, and owners can see the results rather quickly. They'll call me and say, this dog hasn't walked up the stairs in five years. It's unbelievable. I can't believe it. they're playing with a toy they haven't touched in two years. You know, it's like, yeah, it's acupuncture. It's great. Acupuncture I use for almost everything in a certain sense. I actually, when my computer was down the other day, I thought I should put needles in it. But um, <laughs> where she does normally put needles is in her patients, like this one. When Kaya first came to Dr. Royal, she could barely walk. So Royal went to work. So she's like, you know what? We're going to put her in the water treadmill. We're going to build up on muscle mass. We're going to give her some acupuncture to, you know, help her out and take out some of the swelling with the laser. And six weeks later, my dog's running on the lake. Like, I could not be more thrilled. And Royal doesn't just act with acupuncture. From chiropractic to laser stimulation, even aqua therapy with underwater treadmills, she uses numerous techniques to give her patients the Royal treatment. And while she only practices alternative medicine, her approach is wholly holistic. If you take an aspirin, 
and it, you swallow it, and it goes to your stomach, and it makes your head feel better. I mean, how crazy is that? It's crazy, unless you know the mechanism that it, ha- that it works from. And so it's the same thing with Chinese medicine. You know, I'll put a needle somewhere, you know, in the paw, and it can make something better in the brain, you know, decrease seizures or do some in- anti-inflammatory action. It does that. Now, you know, the interesting thing is how did they learn that? That's cool, but it does work. While alternative treatments aren't yet mainstream, they aren't exactly rare either. The American Veterinary Medical Association has recognized the healing power of treatments like acupuncture, and more and more once traditional vets are moving in the direction of holistic treatments. And the dogs are coming in droves. 80% of my business is referrals from other veterinarians. I, I work with all the regular veterinarians. I'm, I'm a specialty practice, and so they're very open to it. They're interested. And increasingly, pet owners are too. She is a miracle worker. I mean, this is a gift from God to all of us that have ailing animals because without her, my dog probably would have gone this year. And now I think we've added two years on her life. For Pet Pulse on Zoo2 TV, I'm Serena Brainy. For more on the alternative treatment options in your area, click on the Pet Services tab at Zoo2.com and send us story ideas by emailing or calling us. Prior to last year's horse slaughter ban, more than 100,000 horses were butchered for meat in the U.S. each year. Slaughtering is now outlawed, but the problem of what to do with horses that would have been slain has many equestrians and horse rescues scratching their heads. But one organization is taking the problem on, saving the animals one horse at a time. I always wanted a pony. Um, that was on my Christmas list every year. I wanted a pony, and the pony never came. <laughs> you know, Santa never brought me my pony. So I got my own pony when I was 35. So, and then I had a lot of ponies after that. Now 47 years young, Ellen Nash has rescued 11 ponies, or horses, through her nonprofit organization, Manes and Tails. There are a lot of horses out there that need to be rescued, and every time I get a call, um, if I can take the horse, I will. Um, If I can't, I find somebody else who can. Ellen rescues and rehabilitates some of the most common breeds of horses, which include thoroughbreds and quarter horses that have been abused, neglected, or both. Programs like Mane and Tail, they'll help retrain these horses and give them another job rather than just being a racehorse. I love horses and what I do with them, I am so protective of my animals that I don't sell them, I don't adopt them, I free lease them, which means that I retain ownership of them for throughout their lives. And if someone I free lease them to um, can't afford to care for them anymore or you know has health issues or whatever, I will take them back. With free leasing, Ellen pays all of the upfront expenses and then retrains the horse. When the horse is ready, the leasee takes over the bills and the horse has a new lease on life. I have one Dash for Cash daughter um, and she's free leased out and she's doing well and her name is Tess and her mother, um, who I called Mamie, she was always a broodmare and I got her a job being a, a broodmare at a quarter horse farm and she would um, supervise the weanlings. So that's what was her, her job, and she was very happy. Other champion-related horses that Ellen has rescued and made very happy include the offspring of Kentucky Derby winners, Secretariat, and Seattle Sloop. They are not livestock. They are companion animals. They are work animals. They are mounted police horses. They are therapy animals. They are athletes. They can do so many things that other animals can't do. They just need places like this out there. Because without this, there is no other option really for these, especially the racehorses. To learn more about Mains and Tails, go to mainesandtailsorganization.org and be sure to send us your story ideas by emailing or calling us. 
We'll be back with more pet news right after this commercial break. Pet Pulse News is brought to you by 1-800-PET-MEDS, America's largest pet pharmacy. 1-800-PET-MEDS is your best source for pet medications, vitamins, supplements, and pet supplies. Get great savings, fast service, and free shipping. Go to PetMeds.com forward slash Pulse, P-U-L-S-E, to get 10% off any order and free shipping on orders of $39 or more. Welcome to Sassy Seniors, a show about our fabulous older dogs and cats. I'm your host, Kelly Jackson. You know, I wanted to create a show to really showcase our senior pets. And you know, as the human population ages and lives longer, of course, so are our wonderful pets. But many of us with aging pets, it's so interesting. We have a tough time realizing or really admitting that they are seniors. So in a way, I kind of like to think of our senior pets as, as wise puppies. What do you think about that? Be sure to join us for another day of Sassy Seniors. And remember, celebrate your senior pets. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On PetLife Radio. PetLife Radio. You're listening to Pet Pulse News from Zoo2.com. Z-O-O-T-O-O. Now, for this week's pet news stories. Two rare cats are making a big impact on patients at one Florida hospital. The animals and their owners are using special training to deliver therapy and smiles to American veterans of war. Zoo2's Miami reporter Emily Oz has the story. Two cats needing separate strollers make up Team Diesel and Charlie Girl, the three-year-olds and their owners, Bruce and Sue Muntz, are making their usual Sunday rounds at the Veterans Affairs Hospital in Miami. Yeah, yeah. come on, Pet it. open your hand. There you go. Okay. People enjoy just, you know, touching the cat, feeling the warmth of the animal on their lap. I think it's wonderful. So does everyone else who meets Diesel and Charlie Girl, two Maine Coon cats with large bodies and even larger hearts. As you can see, he's, he's fairly gentle for being a large cat of like 21 pounds. And uh, he could be jumping all over, but he is calm and he knows it, that he's, he has this gentleman here. I'm just surprised he's not giving him kisses on the chin yet. Diesel, who weighs in around 21 pounds, and his sister Charlie, who weighs in around 15 pounds, have been volunteering at the VA hospital for two years, bringing healing power to every patient they visit. You like that? Yeah. Considered the largest breed of domestic cats, Maine Coon cats are dubbed gentle giants for their laid-back nature and standout size. They're huge. <laughs> I've never seen cats that big. Diesel and Charlie Girl have been in training since the day they were born, and they're two of the only registered therapy cats in South Florida. The owners and animals are registered together as pet partners by the Delta Society. They've gone through several rounds of training and testing to make sure they're set to perform in a hospital setting. They tested Diesel first by himself. Then we had our test as far as hospital procedures, and then it was a test of the two of us together how we work as a team, make sure that uh, they're going to be safe. The cats are trained to sit still and wear a harness at all times, and they're conditioned to never use their claws. 
All part of a job Bruce says he and the cats take seriously. Yes, he does, and he knows from the minute we walk in. He's calm. He's ready for petting. Oh, look at this picture. Look at this picture. Proving the power of pet therapy is making a difference for veterans in Miami. To make people happy. For Pet Pulse on Zoo2 TV, I'm Emily Oz. The Delta Society has registered over 7,000 dogs across the country as therapy animals, but Diesel and Charlie are two of only about 200 cats on their team. For more information on how you can train your animal companion to be a furry therapist, visit deltasociety.org. If you'd like to comment and see what others have to say about this story, go to the news section of Zoo2.com and send us your story ideas by emailing or calling us. The world of pet medicine in recent years has been inching up to the level of treatment given to humans. Pet Pulse reporter Victoria Lim has the story of one little pug who's back to being his rambunctious self after receiving a life-saving pacemaker. He's named after his favorite snack food sneaker. Nike the pug is being uncharacteristically patient while doctors check a life-saving chunk of metal in his neck. It was the only answer. Nike's owner, Debbie Muldowney, noticed the pep in her pug took a nosedive. He had zero energy level, things that he would do before he wasn't doing anymore, things he used to get excited about he wasn't getting excited about. He just basically was laying around. Nike's regular veterinarian realized the heart murmur he'd been born with had really started to take its toll. The doctor referred Nike and Muldowney to cardiologist Dr. Alan Spear, who suggested a common solution used in humans. When Dr. Spear said he, we could do a pacemaker, and I was like, for my dog? The pacemaker found inside Nike is one that can also be found inside humans today. Information on the Brown University website says that while 4,000 dogs need pacemakers, only three to 400 dogs actually have them. Initially, most of the pacemakers were placed in the uh, institution, so the veterinary schools. And veterinary schools, for the most part, with few exceptions, are located in rather small rural communities. And Spears says now that more cardiologists are moving to urban areas, it benefits pets like Nike. Here's his x-ray. It shows the pacemaker is implanted in Nike's neck with the wire or lead snaking down to his heart. Muldowney is astounded by the closing gap between people and pet medicine. You hear stories all the time about people getting heart surgery done and using pig's valves. I mean, it's just, it's, it's just amazing how far we've become. Here's Nike just five weeks later. Oh, please. There's a, a really big difference. I mean, from a dog that just looked like a stuffed beanbag, just sitting on the couch, now, I mean, you can't keep up with him. He's up and down the stairs, he's getting into garbage, he's like a playful pup. Be careful what you wish for. You now have a dog who's unruly and ornery, and of course that's what we want a 10-year-old pug to be, but I think that the difference has been dramatic. Nike's prognosis is good, and now Muldowney is the one trying to keep up. For Pet Pulse on Zoo2 TV, I'm Victoria Lim. To learn more about this and other advancements in pet medicine, check out the American Veterinary Medical Association's website at avma.org. If you'd like to comment and see what others had to say about this story, go to the news section of Zoo2.com and send us your story ideas by emailing or calling us. We first met the world's ugliest dog at the Super Pet Expo. That's also where we learned that he's more than just a pretty face. Pet Pulse's Simon Chowdhury has the story. 
Once Elwood was crowned the world's ugliest dog last June, he and his mom Karen Quigley decided to write a book that has a clear message. We want kids to always be kind animals, and to know that we do have a lot of homeless homeless animals out there that need、uh, to find loving homes. As part of Read Across America, Elwood paid a visit to Collings Lake Elementary School in South Jersey. He and Karen read to the students and reminded them that it's okay to be different. I think sometimes we have to step back and say, "Oh, you know, just because they're different doesn't make them any less special." It doesn't matter what you look like. It just matters because everyone is the same sometimes, and everyone should be loved. The kids really get the message, and I'm so proud that our next generation is thinking more on the lines of being tolerant and being kind. And the students want to help animals. They donated their lunch money change and pet supplies to the local SPCA. All week long, kids brought in dog food,、uh, cat supplies, all these things. To contribute to the animal shelter, along with change, they collected over a hundred dollars. I'm very proud of all the kids. We, we sometimes we can learn a little bit more from our kids than they can learn from us. So basically, at the end of the day, Elwood just wants people and kids to be kind to animals. For Pet Pulse on Zoo Two TV, I'm Simon Chowdhury. A percentage of Elwood's book profits are donated to organizations that help homeless and abused animals. To buy one or to find out where Elwood will make his next appearance, log on to EveryoneLovesElwood.com. If you'd like to comment and see what others have to say about this story, go to the news section of Zoo2.com and send us your story ideas by emailing or calling us. A chilling video released on YouTube Monday sent shockwaves through the international community after viewers witnessed a smiling U.S. Marine throw a puppy off a steep desert embankment. The 17-second clip came to the attention of officials at the Marine Corps Base Hawaii Monday morning. Where the alleged marine is attached to the First Battalion, Third Marine Regiment at Kaneohe Bay. This video came to our attention yesterday morning, and we have initiated an investigation. The film is being examined by vets and film experts to determine whether or not the recording is real or a dubbed stunt. A warning to users: the video you're about to see contains graphic imagery that may not be suitable for some viewers. Cute little puppy.、Huh? Oh, so cute, so cute little puppy. The identity of the marine holding the camera is unknown. Yet the marine who allegedly threw the puppy is mentioned at the end of the clip. That's mean. That was mean, Matari. <laughs> the man responsible is believed to be Lance Corporal David Matari. The U.S. Marine Corps could not confirm or deny this information. The Marine Corps does not tolerate this type of behavior and will take appropriate action. The vast majority of Marines conduct their duties in an honorable manner. Since the news broke, Lance Corporal Matari has received numerous threats of violence and death posted at his personal profile on the social networking site Bebo.com. His page has since been made private. Some have become so outraged over the reported incident that they have posted his home address and phone number on the internet, possibly jeopardizing the safety of his family. While the apparent incident can be considered an extreme case of animal cruelty, it's also been difficult for the Marine Corps to face. The video is shocking and deplorable, and is contrary to the high standards we expect of every Marine. It's not known exactly when the incident occurred, but it may have been during the 22-year-old's recent deployment to Iraq. He returned stateside in October. It's also unknown whether or not the puppy survived. Headpulls will update this story as the investigation unfolds. But if you'd like to comment and see what others have to say, go to the news section of Zoo2.com and send us your story ideas by emailing or calling us. 
You've been listening to Pet Pulse News from Zoo2.com. Z-O-O-T-O-O, the leader in pet news and information. Heard each week on PetLifeRadio.com.